Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've never heard it said, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm not apologies, sure. apologies, apologies, apologies Beasley. Charles Mitchell's younger brother. Uh, is he his younger brother or older? I think he might be older, actually. He's a big boy. Uh, he lo- I think he lost like 20 or 30 kilos or something. He's yeah, I think looking- it was 25 kilos. and I, I think he's down. I, I think I read he, he got up to 170, which is a good whack. 170 kegs are the best. Ooh. Not much change from $2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he's been called into the Indigenous All-Star. So, oh, yeah. Not all yet, but I, I was going to say this to start. Indigenous All-Stars, Moldy game how good this Friday. Unreal. How good. Um, now, before we get started with all that, uh, if you're uh, a white fellow like us, reach out to your Indigenous mate. Have a chat to them. Speak about their culture. It doesn't have to be like an interrogation. Just have a chat to them, and you'd be surprised at how much stuff you don't know. Um, you know, come yeah. up. Game's on Saturday as well. Oh, it's on Saturday. Saturday. Did Even it used to be on Friday nights? Yeah, I'm not sure. It is on Saturday, isn't it, though? Yeah? Yeah, 8 okay. 10. Game on Saturday, apologies. Okay. But yeah, reach out to your Māori mate, your Indigenous mate. Just have a chat. Ask them where their mob's from. All that kind of stuff. Uh, these are real good opportunities to educate yourself and, and just get closer to your mate so you know his history. It's a, that's what we're trying to celebrate in these games is like just have a beer. Have a beer with your mate and say, mate, tell me about your mob. Where are you from? What's it about? Um, Perfect time, perfect time to celebrate this. I absolutely love this game, and I loved that they changed it from Indigenous versus World, the World Team, to the Maldi Team. Because like, shit fight that was. I wasn't that like I was. I was hyped, as in I love to see our Indigenous players be able to celebrate their culture. Like that hyped me up. I had no interest in watching the World Team play. We're going to pick one player from every team, and then the first four guys we pick are going to all pull out. Yeah, and, and you'll end up with like, guys you've never heard of representing. Like, it was just, yeah, it's so much better the way it is. Whereas Maldi versus Indigenous, I'm there for it. Yeah. Like I fucking, I'd watch, I'd watch three of them a year. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like I actually am really keen because 
you both teams are ripping and a tearing for their culture. It'd be unreal if we could, and I love it where it is. But geez, it'd be good if we could get it during the season when they're all match fit. Oh yeah, it'd yeah. just be unbelievable. It, yeah. It'd be state of origin intensity. Yeah. For me. Oh, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Kind of like the Samoa Tonga game sometimes, where you're like, "Whoa, man, that shit is wild." Yeah. Um, especially that first twenty minutes. Holy moly! Samoa Tonga first twenty minutes is absolutely wild, um, in a good way. So, uh, yeah, obviously, this Saturday, what time is it? 7.30? 8 o'clock It says on uh, NRL.com that it starts at 8.10. 8.10. So, 8.10 kickoff, and it will be on KO yeah, and 9. Just on the yeah normal 9. On the, okay, so on the just, normal platform. Ju- just on this, this, um, this Mitchell that's been called up. He's with South Sydney, but I, I don't think he has a contract at the moment. Mm. And I had someone message me saying, I had a few people actually message me saying, oh, how ridiculous the people without contracts are getting a go in this game. I, I, I went to the first ever All-Stars game. And you probably remember um, Travis Waddell, little hooker. Mm, yep. He wasn't contracted to a club and he got called in to play nine. Mm. He scored a try, set up another one. I think he might have got man of the match in that Far game. Out. And it was the best narrative. And I remember coming home from the Gold Coast the next day and he was on my plane. Mm. And I, he was there and I, I sort of looked at him and I went, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they didn't have a spot for me on the plane because I'm not, I wasn't in the team. And wow. I'm pretty sure Wayne Bennett signed him off the back of that to wow. go to the Broncos. Well, I mean, so. look at look at. I know he was contracted, but look at Josh Curran. No, mate, he was. Ruben like, Cotter last year too. They came from nowhere. I didn't even know who Josh Curran is, yeah. and that's not disrespectfully. That was he was just developing as a player. Goes out Indigenous All Stars, rips and tears for the culture, and all of a sudden I'm going, this Josh Curran guy goes all right. And then we and I watch him the rest of the year. I'm like, probably one of the most underrated players in the game. Well, for that year when it comes to form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure to watch. It's a it's a celebration. It's 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 such a good it's such a good match. Um, I will say, some clubs have kept back their biggest stars. I, I look from a club's perspective, I get it. I get it. You don't want your guy to get injured, especially if, if you're already struggling with injury. But I don't know, man. I feel like this might be a bit bigger than that. Yeah, this is different. This if is it was tough. nines, I wouldn't push back on it yeah, at all. I no. get it. But this is. Yeah, I, I would love to see I feel like the coaches imp- just say it's your call, players. Yeah, it's you your do. call. I just yeah. feel like the impact that this has on such an important part of the game. The week's more important than the game. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and I, as I said, I totally understand where the clubs are coming from. Like, you know, you could argue, you could make the argument, all right, you think the impact's big. What if that Māori or Indigenous player gets injured, misses the whole season, then he's not starring in the NRL. That, that's one less Indigenous star that gets to star the whole year in the NRL. That's fair enough. I get that. But I guess my pushback on that would be they're going to get injured in one game. Yeah. Like you can't – there's going to be a game where they get injured um, if, if they get injured. So I don't know. I, I hope the NRL does try to just – just has a word to some clubs and says, look, we know where you're coming from. Uh, but this is so important for us as a game going forward. Yeah, it's one of those things too. Like if I'm a club – you know, like I, I'd be hesitant to stop my guy. From oh, absolutely! Like I, I imagine to have that, that would combo. strain that relationship. Absolutely, a lot. Um, but you know, yeah. I mean, it's tough though. I, I think no matter what the NRL does, there will be NRL clubs that will do everything in their power to yeah. pretend like there's an injury or there's mm. this or there's that. Um, yeah. I still think it's an absolute robbery that Latrell Mitchell isn't playing in this game, and it doesn't even count. That's that's the stupidest. <sighs> It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, honestly, I just do And if you care. made an exception and changed the rule, no one would care. No one. It makes so much sense. Just read the room. Like. Yeah. Tell me one person, like, in it, I, I know someone left a comment and said Joey Marnie, Joey, Joey Marnie would care. I can guarantee you Joey Marnie would want Latrell to play. Like, even if Joey Marnie is a bit off Latrell or whatever, I don't know whether he is or he isn't, 
Um, I'm pretty sure they have spoken since, like the trail try to reach out and, and see, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Joey Manu understands culture. Like, Mate, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a man that understands culture. It's, it, he, Joey Manu, he would want Latrell to be able to play, in my opinion. That's literally the only person <laughs> that would care. Like, as in that you could even argue would care. I don't think he would care. Outside of that, like, what club is going to be upset that Latrell Mitchell gets to play? Mate, in? just an example of how much Latrell Mitchell means to this game. I, I used to teach at a school in, in South Sydney. All Rabbitohs fans with a lot of um, Indigenous children at the school. Yep. And this was when he was playing for the Roosters and they were winning comms. And every time they would score a try in the back in, in the playground, you know what they would do? Yeah, the kangaroo. Do that one. Yeah. That's the Rooster superstar. They're all South Sydney diehards yep. that hate the Chooks. Yeah. <clears throat> but this guy's just different. Yeah. It, it is it is a catastrophe he's not playing yep. in this game. And but he can play in the charity fucking shield. I know. Glorified trial. Yeah. Absolutely. And and also he has gone out of his way to be on the forefront for the NRL. You know, when they try to say that let's do this and that for the Indigenous community, rah, rah, like he has been there and tried to be that guy. Yeah. You'd think that they could just be like, you know what? We'll let you play this, but you're not allowed to play Charity Shield. No something. one would push back on it. No, no one, one would. It would be a tiny minority of people that, you know, probably just don't like Latrell. Outside of that, anyone in the game wouldn't, wouldn't care. You could tell me the one person with enough balls to publicly go out and say, I don't think Latrell should play because he would just get yelled at. It'd be like, come on, bro. Um, I reckon the best outcome would have been, yep, you can play this, but you're not allowed to play Charity Shield then. Common sense. Like, boom, that there it is. Sorted, done, move um, on. So, yeah, it sucks. But cannot wait, so excited for this game. I will absolutely be watching. Uh, and just a reminder, guys, you've got a Māori Indigenous friend, have a beer with them, have a chat. Have a chat about the history. Talk to them. Uh, that's what this week's all about. Now, Paulo and Gutherson have named, been named co-captains. This was a really, this really surprised me. Not because I don't think Paulo, you know, is a leader, uh, but I just thought Gutho was doing so well. I wonder whether internally they've gone, you know, I think the Panthers had co-captains. Have they gone the route of like, you know, Gutho can move the backs around and Paulo can move the forwards around? What do you think about this one? We sort of go through these phases in rugby league, don't we? Yeah. You know, there's individual captains. Then I remember a few years ago, you know, when, when Souths first started to get their rise back, they had five or six captains and mm. it sort of started that trend a little bit. And then we went back to single captains. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I thought Gutho was doing a, definitely a good enough job to stay Talking there. from Wooden Spoon. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. It's a, yeah. Oh, I've got no problem with Junior Paulo. Um, being a co-captain, I think mm. you know whether you call Junior Paul a co-captain or not, he's a leader in that team regardless. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean personally, if, if they're going Guthers and Paulo, I, I kind of thought they would have maybe thrown Moses in there too. Mm. If you're going with the co-captains <coughs> route, um, I yeah, I, I don't think it has that much impact on Parramatta. Yeah. It's just no, it's an interesting. Do you read into it or you don't read into it? <sighs> I don't know, like the. People made such a big deal out of Gutho swearing at his teammates last year. I love that shit. Oh, so do I. But it's just like, uh, like uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a... I think that people that made a big deal out of that have never been in high never, pressure yeah. situations that mean, like, it's not like, I know it's not life or death, but when you run out of footy field, the, the stakes are so high. So you expect that environment like yeah. if if Lockie isn't giving me a desk there because I dropped a ball something's wrong like, well I, I, I think it was him yeah you, swearing at Mitch Moses like mate I reckon you'd have to show Gutho and Moses that for them to remember it yeah absolutely. I just reckon it'd be such a non-event but I mean I, 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 I reckon that's what some people would think this is about but 
I don't think it is personally. No, I don't it's think just it is a, either. I think it's actually, it's also a way to diffuse pressure. Yeah. When you have co-captains, it can kind of, I, I genuinely believe it's more along the lines of Gutho's the captain, but we need a leader in that, our forward pack, like, like a official 100%, this is our fucking guy. So when the forwards get together, they can get behind him, you know what I mean? And, yeah, it might just be... He, he might just be trying to get the best out of Port. Let's be honest here. The guy for Parramatta last year was the reserve grader they brought from the Warriors. Mm. He's now not going to be there next year. So maybe it's just an opportunity to get the best out of Paulo. I, like, I think if Paulo plays his absolute best footy, there's an argument he's the best front row in rugby league as far as what he can bring with his ball playing and stuff. He's got the... He's, out of all the front rowers, he's got the best ball playing yep, by a mile. for sure. Yep. Um, footwork, probably the best... Equal to Papa Papali'i. You couldn't is, have him outside the top three for footwork. No right? way. No way. It would be him um, or Papali'i, which is um, Josh Papali. Used to be Papali'i. Oh, didn't used to be, but we were just all, we were all pronouncing, we were pronouncing it wrong. It wrong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Paulo, Paulo's ceiling is pretty scary. Yeah, it's huge. Because he it's, can hit in defence, got a motor on him for a big boy, got crazy footwork. Like, when you go back and watch some of his highlights, like, he is literally stepping people like a back and then throwing cutout balls. Like, tell me another body as big as him doing that, other than, obviously, Josh Papali. If you were to pick a kangaroo side, is Paulo in it? Be tough to leave him out. Tough yeah. to leave him off the bench, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Okay, no, so what do you got? You got, um, got Haas, definitely. I think Christian Walsh should be there. Walsh should be there. I mean, you could even go... Haas, Paulo, Walsh off the bench. Yeah, you'd have to have him in there, sure. I, I think you would be, yeah. Him and Saifidi off the bench, maybe? Has he played for the Kangaroos, or did he... I think the last game that they played was against Tonga a few years ago, so I, I think he sort of played Origin after Actually, that, yeah, it's only been the last two years he's played Origin. I'm yeah, sure. so I don't think he's been... Because I remember years ago I was saying he's a smoky for Origin um, when he was developing. What do you got there, Matt? Yeah, no, he hasn't played. Hasn't sure, played. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd get him in a squad there. I think you would. Yeah. And maybe Saifidi, you reckon? That's if he doesn't play for... Uh, whichever Samoa. Pacific is it Samoa? I think it's yeah, Samoa. Yeah. Samoa, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mate. I, I, also, when you look at it as from the Parramatta side, just think about them quickly. He's the only guy that's an automatic pick in State of Origin every mm. single year. True. So, yeah. Look, I, I don't have any issue with it. I think it's good for him to be there. But if Paulo wasn't named co-captain, I wouldn't be like, well, hold on. Yeah. What yeah. about Junior Paulo sort of thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is what it is. Good yeah. call. Hopefully yep. they get the best out of Junior Paulo. Totally. Funny Junior Paulo story come to when I used to own the bar. Mm. And so this is on the Gold Coast. So on, like Gold Coast, like Queensland and like Sydney or Gold Coast and Sydney, very different environments. Yep. Anyway, he walks in, he has his long fucking tail. Massive, massive boy. And when he walked in, he was like just chilling and just talking, I'm, you know, just having a good time, whatever. But then he started to get a few beers into him. And it wasn't, he wasn't doing anything wrong. But he was forgetting how big he was and he was like a bit louder and his body was moving around more and, and he was he was just having a good time but when you got a guy that big yeah. getting loud you could see people going holy fuck!" <laughs> even though he's a gentle giant like like junior paulo honestly every time i call, call junior up for any favor boom he's there yeah. i put the phone down he's already standing there in front of me like that's what a kind of bloke he is um i absolutely love junior but yeah it was funny the more drinks he got into him just like, bro, you are a large human being that could do a lot of damage right now. <laughs> I, I, I remember having a look at those photos you did with him on the um, construction side. Oh, bro. Looks like he's in a doll set. Mate. <laughs> like everything yeah. else is he's, just so small. He's a big boy. And he's such a legend. So, like, I, 
I cannot speak highly enough about Junior Paulo. I mean, and Gutho, like that, what I do like about Para, Para is I feel they've really got a good core of good blokes together. Yeah. I know people have, you know, can, you know, Mitchell Moses has a tendency to be quite passionate, but he's not a bad bloke. What has he ever done wrong off the field? Like he's never done anything off the field. Um, you know, Gutho's been squeaky clean, Reed Marnie squeaky clean. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, look, as long as they can cover Reed Marnie, I'm confident that they can continue to be a top six side. When's Paulo signed till? Can you have a look? He just re-signed, I think. He just re-signed, yeah, okay. 26, is it? Or 25? Might be 25. Oh, no. Regan Campbell-Gillard extended to 25. And I think Paulo is 26, I think. Could be wrong, though. Um, yep, 26. 26. He signed until 2026. Yeah. How old is Junior Paulo? 27, I think. That's a good little re-signing, isn't it? It's a great little, great little re-signing. 27 years old. It feels like he's been in the game forever. Ages. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, anyway. Um, now, on to the next... How old is he? Sorry, he's 28. He's 28? Yeah. It's perfect. Signing for another three or four years to be 31. Yep. Boom. That's, that we've got to give you all wraps for that. Yeah, for sure. They've nailed, they've nailed that, in my opinion. Um, I, to be honest, now the dust has all settled... They landed pretty good for what they could have landed. Mm. To, to get Hodgson instead of, like, when Reed got moving yep. on. I still believe the loss of Reed was gigantic. Like, it's going to hurt him. But for how bad it could have got, Gutho off contract, Paul off contract, Regan off contract, Papali'i off contract, Nakora, Maranta. Like, it could have been tough there for a bit. If you can keep the rest of that spine outside of Reed and replace him with Josh Hodgson, throwing a junior Paulo or... Ryan Madison, you're playing finals footy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think they've managed, like, I don't think they've, I wouldn't give them an A+, plus, but I'd probably give them an I A+. I don't think they've improved, but they've, they haven't fallen apart. Yeah. For sure. And this, I think, like, para a few years ago, it's like, just snowballs yeah. out of control. Um, so I'd, I'd probably give them a, a B, a B for how they handle all this, like losing Reed big, but, and they lost Nakora, who's, I think, is almost underrated. Uh, Maranta is, uh, Maranta, is it? Or Maranta? Anyway, um, I'd give him probably a B, B plus. Yeah. And when Josh Hodgson gets there, you'll, you'll also have Mitch Rain there competing with him. So yeah, it'll be good for, for them. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Yeah. Now, on to huge news. Huge news. 21 years old. Tino Fa'asua'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a
But I think if you take out the, – the, the thing with Tino is you've got to watch the whole Titans game to see what he offers as a player. If you just look at stats, you'd be like, eh, solid, solid. But the amount of high-quality work he gets through when it comes to defense and cover tackles and taking the shit hit-ups that no one else wants to take, it's it's – that's why he's captain. That's why he's captain. Um, the other thing I would say, as you said, his last 10 games weren't as good. You've got to remember that this is the first season he's had to play an Origin Series in the middle of the season. Yeah, true. The year before that, he played it at the back end, which... And he was off the bench too with Storm. He was off the bench, yeah. 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 So it, it was a big transition year. He went from being a Any role player position. at Melbourne yep, to being the guy at the Titans, mm. the guy for Queensland's forward pack, yeah, smack yeah. in the middle of the season, then coming back to the Titans... Um, who had halves changing all year, different fullbacks coming in and out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like this one. I Once again, as I said last week, if the Titans are going to back in these young kids, they've got to hand them the keys and back them in. And this is a sign to me that they are doing that. So. Yep. I think that the Titans, this is clearly the direction of going, of like yep. we are building for the next five to ten years. I think the only thing I would say with that is then you must be patient. If you just come 14th next year, don't fucking blow the place up and start sacking people or whatever. The, the Titans, even as an organisation, even when you just look at their social media and as a whole, look so much better than they looked four or five years ago. Like yeah. they were four or five years ago, they almost weren't even up to NRL standard. It seemed as an organisation, and that's no knock on anyone at the at the place. It's a very hard. Like they're a new. They're still two thousand eight when they seven. Seven, yeah, yeah. When they started, 2007 or eight, when they started, so it's still a young organisation. They have yeah. got no ground roots, you know, in the community in that. In a spot where it has been incredibly hard yeah. to be a successful franchise yeah. in any fucking sport it, at all. Literally, it's like the it's like a black hole. Yeah, sports franchise graveyard. Yeah, Gold Coast. Um, whereas I just think they're in such a good place right now as an organisation. I think they've 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 found their identity. And, you know, and Tino being 21 and captain, you absolutely know he is going to have a red-hot crack for the next decade. Yeah. I had a Titans fan say to me the other day, and it's a, it's a fair point. He said, would you rather the Titans back their juniors in that have got a heap of ability or pay huge overs to get guys that are probably over the hill, which is what they've done for the last 10 years or yeah, so, which is a fair, point. a fair shout. So yeah. hopefully, you know, all these kids pay off. But as you said, if they come, thir- if they come 14th for three years in a row... Mm. You're, you're playing for when these guys are 25 and they're established first graders. Oh, you've got to be patient. And yeah. Holbrook, I think Holbrook has proven he's a good coach. Yeah. Like, obviously, he had all that success over in the Super League. But even when you look at the, the Titans, like, they just look like a better footy side. I, I know that their results didn't really reflect it. But when they were playing the best of the best teams, it wasn't like it was a rabble. Like, and also, you could see identity in their side. For example, like I know Super League is a very attacking orientated game. It's probably one thing that Holbrook may need to work with is mm. just that offensive side of things. But attacking wise, when they were on a roll, they were up there with the better attacking sides in the comp. Remember the game against Manly where they put fucking yep. 30 on them? And I know that they ended up losing that because Tom Trojevich is a freak. But, you know, it just shows you how good their attack can be. Yeah. So the Rabbitohs, same situation happened. Um, so so th- this is a Gold Coast Titan side mixing, mixing it with top four sides. Which is, I feel like a few years ago, it was just like, nah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and look, like they're going to have to be patient for a few years, and it's, it's, it's going to be tough timing to be patient with the Dolphins up the road, yeah. establishing a new club with Wayne Bennett, mm. with stars going in there. They'll have money to throw around. You know, if the Titans aren't going too well for three years in a row, and Wayne Bennett rings some of these young guys, yeah. it, it is going to be a challenge. It, it's awkward timing to do what they're doing, but 
I, they just have to go all chips in here, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think they've committed themselves. I think there's a plan in place. Um, it's, it's a youthful plan. And, you know, just, just watching Brimo train the other day, I was like, you know what, he, he's getting old enough now to kind of step into a leader-ish role. I know he's still 23 or whatever, but he's played Origin. He's been in the NRL for a few years now. If he can stay injury-free, uh, we forget, you know, Brimo at Origin tore a New South Wales team apart. Yeah. A good or two New South Wales team. And that's where up. if you wait your three years, Brimo's going to be 27, where you traditionally see halves and ball players play their best football. Yeah. Sexton be 24. 24, yeah. Like it's yeah, it could be anything. Could be something. But they great. could have played 150 first grades games with each other. Yep. In four or five years, so. I mean, that was one of the most underrated thing about the Storm, was the fact that they had three players that had basically played like a thousand NRL games together or whatever their number was, in juniors. It like, you can't in your spine you cannot replace that gel that takes time to kind of mould itself around yeah. each other. For, like they they were playing at the North Devils together. They yep. went to Melbourne together. They went to Queensland Kangaroos together. Yeah. You can't. It's just so valuable. Like, imagine being Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater. You almost wouldn't even need to call. By the end of their career, you would know, like, Smithy would absolutely know where Cronk's going to be. Like, I know Cronk's going to want to attack a short side right now. He's going to look up, oh, look, there's Cooper Cronk. That's what it would have been like towards the end of their career. And these guys, if and they play for long enough, they could... It was like that halfway through their career. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, I'll never forget that, 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 that try that Cooper Cronk... He threw that pass over his shoulder and Slater came around the back in the 2012 grand final. Mm. Like, they used to do that stuff all the time. Do you ever remember a pass hitting the ground? Yeah, so true. It was How many so times pinpoint. did they go from hooker to half back to fullback like that and the yep. ball hit the ground? It never did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, huge congratulations to Tino. Um, I just love everything he's about, man. Very easy for a, a guy as naturally gifted as him to just get by on his size and his mobility and I only want the ball in good ball to make myself look good. Like, nah, he's a ripper and terror. Um, an absolute... Basically, he's got a small forwards mentality in a fucking giant's body, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, now, uh, just some quick bad news. Unfortunately, we've, we cursed him, the poor bloke. Harley Smith-Shields does his ACL. Uh, we also cursed Sean Bloor. I think in our thing, we were saying Sean Bloor yeah. is a real one to watch at the Tigers. Like, Bloor for me, I think that, like, he's so good that he could eventually play off the bench in origin at, at, at some point in his career. Because I think he's still only... Can you just get his age up? He's like 22, 23. And I'm pretty sure, Matt, if you can have a look. He was New South Wales captain in under-18s or 20s or something well, for there a you couple go. of years. Penrith were filthy to lose him. But he's had some... Bad injuries, but also just terrible timing. Mm. Law's 21, and you're right. He was the New South Wales under-18s captain. Yeah. Before him was Payne Haas, and the one before that was Cam Murray. Wow. So, so Bloor, and, and remember Bloor's debut, he went toe-to-toe with Nathan Brown. Didn't take a backward step. I, I would argue he, he rattled Nathan Brown that night. He really As a went, rookie. And that's nothing against Nathan Brown. He's one of the best players in our competition for me. But, yeah, he, he is a goer. And... We still haven't seen anywhere near the best of him in first grade because he's been constantly injured. Yeah, because he did his other ACL a couple of years ago and then he did this ACL. And, like, what I love about these young fellows, like, he messages, he said, oh, thanks for the support, bro. Um, like, you know, still so humble and respectful. And I just said to him, bro, remember Tedesco? Mm. How many injuries he had? Look where he is now. Like, fuck. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um, Isn't a Harley Smith serial with some time on his hand going to enjoy oh, himself? Mate. <laughs> Shocking day to be Mooseheads. Jesus. Honestly, don't let your missus go to Mooseheads in Canberra for the next 12 months. <laughs> Put a ban on moose sets. Because if Harley Sexy Shields is there, limping around in a boot. It's Red Rover. She's over. She's over. I don't care how much you miss. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, I know you're not naturally good looking, but I, you know, I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to you. Harley Sexy Shield gets on the fucking the dance floor in mooses, on crutches. Even if he's on crutches, he'll still fucking bust a move, I reckon. Give him the house, guys. Mate, so... There's going to be a ban for any misses uh, to Mooseheads. So apologies, Mooseheads. You're going to lose a bit of business. Because, uh, wow, he's going to have some time on his hands. You'd almost want them to go into a bubble in Queensland so he can just be around the boys, you know, like living with them. Yeah. Um, that was one thing Boyd said. Um, oh, before I forget, the Dirty Merger podcast will be Friday, 3 p.m. Friday, 3 p.m. Won't be Wednesday. It'll be Friday, 3 p.m. Um, Boyd Cordner podcast. He said, "I oh, actually, I was really lucky because when I retired, they asked me to go up in the bubble with them. So I got to spend the whole year with the fucking boys. It's like retirement. Unreal. A retirement year with the boys. How good is that? Without the pressure of playing footy. Yeah. Um, but knowing Boyd Cordner, he would have been fucking frothing at the mouth to get on the field. Imagine how much... He, like, we all are competitive, but I would argue Boyd Cordner is one of the toughest rugby league players we've ever seen. Play. Without a doubt. And there's no questioning it. He's like, retired himself at 27. 27. He, 29 because he went too hard. Well, 28 technically because he's yeah. 29 now. So 28 years old, he had to retire because he went too hard. Did he, did he tell you the yarn about the 13 grand final? I think so. We released, we're releasing the 13 yeah. clip, how we got back in six weeks rather than 12. Rather than 12. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, so, we'll so. Oh, I'll let Boyd tell it. He probably will Jeez. do it more justice. Gurino's already leeching me viewers. Fuck, this podcast is going downhill. <laughs> I'm not going to interview players anymore. No one's viewing them. Gurino's leaking it. But I, Jesus. Yeah, I, I remember watching Boyd play a trial when he was six, a first grade trial. Were oh, you there? 16. He talks about I, that. Too. I wasn't there, but I remember seeing it and just seeing Oh, you watched the footage of it? Yeah, yeah, and just going, fuck, still had the same chin, looked exactly the same as he does now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they breed him different up that way. Mate, he. Like, he doesn't get the raps he deserves, Boyd yeah. Cordner. Because he was so private and, and just did the dirty work. Like, I'll tell you what. There's Paul Gallon for me, is one of the toughest athletes we've ever seen. But I'd put Boyd right, right thereabouts. Um, you, you watch that grand final. It's the, what, the 75th minute? Yeah. You're a back row. You've played 80 minutes most likely. You're, you have been defending... As a back row defending your line, it's... Arguably the hardest spot because not only do you have to make the right reads, you've got to get off the line to release your outside men. So you're just doing shuttles like this. Matter of fact, I would argue the back row is on your own defensive line is probably the hardest place to defend because you've got big spaces around you, but you are the one that has to get off the line. Whereas front rowers, they have to get off the line, but doesn't matter as much because like obviously the play the balls, let's say the play the balls here, your front rowers are just here. Like they only really need to get up mm. like that for yeah. four or five meters. Whereas the edge bot's got to get... So he's in a grand final. What, what do you reckon, Raiders? How many sets do you reckon they had the line? Maybe eight to ten? Yeah. It was a lot. So, hey, yeah. So they're defending their ass off. 
Guess who was the person that got the quick play the ball on the turnaround that scored on the try? Yeah. Boyd, Boyd Cordner on his hands and knees, as you said earlier. Then Latrell, uh, Kiri comes out long side, goes down short side. Latrell with the biggest balls in history in a grand final. If they drop that ball, they probably lose the game. Throws a flick pass, Tupu yeah. Tedesco. And he was carrying it in his right and shifted to his left. Oh, to throw that ball. that Just, play's underrated. Yeah, so underrated. Like so that player's. Anyone else does that? And it's a massive deal. But because it's Trell, we're just, oh, yeah, of course the Trell did that. Trell into Daniel Tupu, who's criminally underrated yep. as well. We just, it's, but but yeah, it comes from Boyd. It comes from Boyd winning that tackle. It's all it takes. Taking the tough hit up, giving yep. Kiri enough time to get out and get them on the back foot. Um, but that, this yeah. is another thing that you, you will know when I say it. Guess, so obviously you remember Tedesco's incredible origin win try. Yep. Guess who the bloke played the ball was. Yeah, Boyd was Boyd Corner yeah. taking a fucking tough carry. We had all the momentum, Queensland. We were we it looked like it was going to happen again. And he, he talks about it in the podcast, and he, he says like it felt like oh shit, like this happened again. Boyd Corner gets a quick play of the ball. It goes to Cam Murray, to Mitchell Pearce, to Tom Travojevic, to Fergo. Tippy toes down the line, born back into Teddy. I do a thing on my podcast uh, where I get former players to come on and pick their dream team. Mm. And I went through them a few weeks ago looking at Boyd Cordner. And every single player that played more than 10 games with Boyd had him in there. So, wow. And this is like like when you think of dream teams, you want to pick the most exciting guys. The oh, guys the most think of the back rowers we've had. Oh, mate. But Boyd is just so like I, – I would argue coming out of your own end – your own 20 metres, he's the best forward you could just about have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Bumper bars up and just and really, time. And he will come – he won't do it one game. Actually, he won't, you know, he won't do it one set. He won't do it one half. He will do it for 80 minutes straight. Like, if you think that if we bash Boyd enough, he's going to go away. Like, because most players, if you hit them hard enough for long enough, they'll take a step back and go, look, someone else fucking help me out here. Boyd Cordner will come all day long, and he won't just do it for a game. He'll do it for two games. He'll do it for half a season. He'll do it for Origin. He'll do it for Australia. He'll do it for five seasons straight. Like, yeah, I got such big raps on him. How, how many games did he play? Did, it was about did, did he get to two hundred? No, I don't think so. So one hundred eighty. He won three premierships. Three premierships, two Origins. Technically, well, three because he was part of the two thousand fourteen squad, but two Origins back to back. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, would he would he be the first guy ever to captain back to back premiers and back to back state of Origins in the same two? Probably, years? probably at least in the modern era. Yeah, because like Broncos obviously last to go back to back premiers, but that was so that Alf was, might have done it then. Yeah, was he captain though? Was of Origin? I don't think he was captain. Was he not of captain of Origin? No, he probably wouldn't have been early nineties. No, fuck, that's um, impressive. That is incredible. And it does, like, you know what I mean? He doesn't get the same... Yeah. He's just incredible. He's just incredible. I, I got such... And what's great, what I love about his career too, if you go back and watch his career, he was an attacking weapon. He used to hit these mad lines on the centre or, the, or the, the half. And he would, like, I think the first two years of his career, he scored like nine or ten tries. Mm. And he was considered this mad hole runner. And then he developed into such a leader that, you know, he just didn't have the opportunity as much to do that because he was doing all the shit stuff. For his teammates. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so absolutely. Was that, he was captain of the Roosters at, like, 25, was he? Yeah, pretty young. I think so. It was a 2006, same, same year he became captain of New South Wales. He came co-captain for so New Roosters. That, eight, 2017, eight, I think. 17. Yeah, so he would have been 26 then. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, and, like, even, even little things like Freddie, like, there was a lot of talk about that first year. Um, like all the media and that were like, you know, look at all these gun flashy back rollers that we've got. Yeah. And they were saying that Boyd shouldn't be picked. 
and, and he says it. Um, Freddie called him straight away. He said, you're my first picked. You're my first picked. If Freddie's saying you're first picked, you've got something special yeah. about you that, that the average journo that may not know footy as deeply knows. Um, anyway, yeah, I got – so I just – yeah, even Tyson Frizzell on his, um, on yeah, his little that. snippet yeah. said greatest back row of all time. And you know what? I know he doesn't like – you know, what, what would you have? You'd probably like the Raging Bull – yeah, Gordy. There'd be a couple of guys you'd have there that you would say have more upside than Boyd, but you just know what you're getting every But if you add consistency Boyd. over a long period of time and, like, safety, defence... Just being the toughest guy on the field. Like, for example, if it was Gordon Tallis versus Boyd Corner on an edge for a game, I, you know, maybe Gordy wins, but I would not be confident in saying, like, Gordy's going to get the upper hand here. Yeah, exactly. If Boyd outplays him, I'm not shocked. Yeah, yeah. which is... You, how many blokes could you say that about Gordon yeah. Tallis? Not many. He was a fucking maniac. Absolutely. Imagine Gordy in today's game. Yeah, no, thank you. Wow. I would love to see it. We're still trying to find fucking <laughs> poor old Brett Hodgson. <laughs> Mate, that was so unlucky. I, I feel so sorry for Hodgson because he actually, if you go back to his debut, had one of the greatest... Friend for origin- about 4Ks. No one talks about it. He had one of the greatest origin debuts literally in history. I think it was like 300 metres or something. Most metres run by a debutante for a very long time. And on top of all that... The way the tackle happened, it wasn't his fault. Like, he can't help that his jersey... Like, what, what was he supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. Like, I, fuck, poor bloke. That is so fun. And he was such a good fucking fullback. Well, mate, people forget, like, 05, they won that premiership. He was an absolute superstar on that yep. side. People forget he was the 01 fullback for Parramatta when yeah. I would argue they're the best team to never win a comp. I think so they scored the most points ever in a season. In 2001. Wow. If it wasn't for Andrew Johns... Mm. Shows yeah, you how good Joey is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, you just forget, like... I, and I think you, you brought up a really good point with, like, Tom Trevojevic. Like, a really good point that I, I didn't... I, I didn't take into account is that, don't get me wrong, probably one of the best individual seasons we've ever seen by Tommy. And I, he's, he could go down as a... As a fullback, when you talk about what they can be, he can be the greatest fullback of all time, yep. for sure. But then, when you look at Joey and, like, the big games where he delivered... And you go, wow, he beat arguably the best attacking football side of all time. He put 30 points on him in a half. And then he goes to origin after, what, sh- like breaking his leg or something? Shattering his leg or something along yeah, those lines? he came back from an ACL, broke his jaw. He had one game of football, then he went to Suncorp. That was wild, man. I, so that was 2004? Five, five. five. So I was just getting into footy then. So I'd played soccer my whole life. Yeah. And I remember watching that going... Who the, like, not who the fuck, I knew who he was, but I was like, how the fuck is this man doing that? Because I didn't know anything about rugby league. And I was like, why is he so dominant? Like, wh- why is he seeing holes that no one else is seeing? Thurston won the Dallium that year with 31 points from, I think it was 22 games. Mm. Joey played 16 games and Newcastle Knights finished last and he's got one less Dallium point than <sighs> Thurston and he was injured for half that season. What was the average then for his... Was it, it was, it was astronomical, yeah, it was... Like two point two or something yeah, like that. It, it, it was it was two points a game. I think it was it might have been like one point nine or something. But Knights finished last of their of the first eight games Joey played. He didn't win any of them. He won eight from sixteen games, and he got thirty odd Dallium points. Oh my god! And he, and he went to Origin off no match fitness and did what he did. That yeah, that was still for me for what I've what I've personally seen. What I've personally seen. That's the number one Origin performance of all time with Munster being a very close second in 2020. 
the, the Knights that year, they, I think it was they won eight from 16 games with Joey without, and then the whole season they won eight from 24. So they didn't win a single game without him. <sighs> they only won 50% of their games with him. And he, he was a point short of a Dalian medal. Far out. That's absolutely wild. Um, anyway, back onto what we're talking about. Uh, wishing Bloor and uh, Harley Shields all the best in recovery. Just on that, that Harley Smith one as well. Very interesting because he, you know, it's not his fault, but he is going to give Tomoko a full season now, I think. And it's, Tomoko is, is he's something. He's a gun. Big, like little strong, yep. like nuggety kind of player. Very hard to handle. Um, low center of gravity. They're just tough. Out, out in the center, that low center of gravity, it's, it's so tough because you're shifting laterally. Yeah. So when you're getting hit with low center of gravity plus strength plus footwork, fuck, it's tough to tackle. I mean, it's kind of like, I know Matty Utah was a bit bigger, like thicker, but that's why he was so hard to tackle out on the edge there. Because he, Brian Toll, perfect example, yeah, Tyler, yeah. ducks his head and it's just tough to tackle. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Timoko, um, see if he takes that opportunity or if they, you know, they go Croker, Rapana in the centres and Savage and Kotchuk yeah, on the wing. Sebastian Chris there too, so they've got yeah, options. For sure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.